at long last, welcome back to the game room where Donald Trump is our president, which means that I haven't been this disappointed since the release of Star Wars Episode One. Ha. Huh. Thank you. With me, we have Crisco. <laughs> Mike E. Ahoy hoy. Patman. Top of the day to you. <laughs> and JV, who is with us in spirit. We, we tried to get him on Skype. It, it wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't going to happen. There was no way. There was no way. No, no way. So, uh, yes, we are back for realsies this time. Um, it's been almost a year since our last uh, episode back at the end of 2015. Mm-hmm. You know, things just got in the way of life. Life happens, yo. You know, And uh, we're, <laughs> we're finally back. We're going to do this again. Um, we're bigger, longer, and uncut. It's mostly going to be like the same. Yeah, it's going to be exactly the same. New intro song though. With one, yes, yeah. Thank you to Dave Spacek. Uh, he recorded a new intro song for us, yep. which is awesome. Yep. We shall be putting it in front of this episode. So they actually, it's the first thing you're going to hear, and then you'll be talking about it. Yeah, they've heard it already. Hopefully, they like it. Who's heard it already? Whoever's listening, Shamlin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell us what you think, Shamlin, in the comments below. Woo! <laughs> uh, there's no comments. Uh, so anyway, we are. Oh shit! My like, share, my script. Tweet. My script. All right. Uh, at whoever's listened before, and for anyone listening uh, who's a new listener, we just go through you know news stories that are impactful to us, the ones that we really care about, or just the ones that we feel like talking about, and then we end it with a personal topic or discussion. So we're gonna dive right into it. So Mike E, you are coming to us with a story about Eve Online devs shutting down in-game gambling. You want to enlighten us, my buddy? Uh, yeah. Just uh, some quick cliff notes. Um, basically, there is a gambling kingpin called I Want ISK. ISK is the currency in-game used for various whatevers. Um, yes, 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 yes. yes, it sounds like a snake. <laughs> but, uh, so this gambling kingpin, uh, I Want ISK, went up against the Imperium, one of the biggest factions in the game. Um, they own a large portion of the map. And basically they just funded a whole ass load of mercenaries to go fuck them up. Uh, and they drove them actually apparently from the northern part of the map. I don't know... What the map consists of, or how large it is, I don't play. Space. I don't think any of you guys play. It's but yeah, space. it's it's in space, so it's pretty big, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably I don't know. infinite. So you I, might say. I hear space is a big place. But I mean, I've, I mean, I've never been. So um, <laughs> you've never been. <laughs> but um, get on that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, really quick, anyone see the six hundredth episode of The Simpsons where Frank Grimes came back? No, it was lackluster. Yeah? Yeah. Well, there you go, Simpsons. But anyway, <laughs> back to back to my thing. Yeah, whatever. Um, so basically, the Imperium was driven out. Um, the war ended. By the way, this is called World War B, like the insect. Uh, I thought of World War Z. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Except, you know, like the insect. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. So after this whole thing cooled down, CCP Games, the creators, um, basically pro- uh, announced a new update to their end-user license agreement saying gambling was not going to be cool anymore. I mean, I think they had some stuff about it already, but they're um, buckling down on it. And um, they put uh, they put a few people out of uh, commission with their accounts and seized a whole bunch of money. Like, in real money, U.S. dollars, like 620000 Damn. 620000 real-life dollars. Yeah. True That's life wrong. dollars. That is just, just it's just, it's just you know, <laughs> erased from existence. <laughs> All right, Doc. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, what... What does one think about that? Like you, you, you play. You know, once every couple of weeks, maybe you're maybe you're an avid player, and you're hard earned cash. Is it so? Like this is the one game you play. It's like it's like WoW for you, but you know, but it's even <laughs> Smash online. Brothers. Yeah. So you're Ugh. you're some miner, right? Who's who's just kind of hanging out, and you put a little money into the gambling site, right? And now that money is just real money, 
and the the creators just like I'd, I I'm surprised a there's not a lawsuit and b like I well, I'd be pissed I'd be really pissed I mean I work hard for my money see but but the thing is if you're gonna be getting into gambling on a game like that that's already a mistake well but, <laughs> you're um, absolutely right about that like <laughs> the kinds of people that Batman's talking about the ones that are just spending a little bit of their hard-earned money here and there are not likely to be doing so on the gambling site. Or at least, if they do, they're doing so with the expectation that it's entirely possible that they just lose all of this someday. Yeah. Because, I mean, they knew full well when they started gambling with pretend online currency, which, by the way, is fucking ridiculous to me. (laughs) Um, But anyway, when they started gambling with this, they knew that it was against the TOS and that it was a bannable offense. Or at the very least, even if they didn't know when they started doing so, they knew when the developers announced that they were going to be cracking down on it. Mm-hmm. They definitely knew then right. that it was going to be an issue. Well, the thing is, too, like this uh, this I want ISK, uh, they said, quote, they were pumping hundreds of billions of ISK into this into this fleet. And that's my point. Yeah. yeah. That kind of money doesn't just show up in your account. No, overnight they, they got game. it from people, from right. real players. But it's not an overnight thing. How long were these gambling? You know, how long mm-hmm. was gambling frowned upon? Maybe, but right. not you know explicitly. explicitly. Mm-hmm. You know, banned a bannable offense. It's like, so was it like speeding in real life? Like, oh, well, not, <laughs> everybody does it. Everybody like. <laughs> does it, or um, or something like you know, stealing cable. Like <laughs> now, now, you know, we caught you, so now we got to take. Two hundred? How much? How much real money? Six hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, six hundred twenty thousand dollars, just gone. Like that. That amount of in-game currency doesn't amass overnight. Mm-hmm. Like, why did they, you know, just now do it? The banhammer came because of the war. I'm assuming. I'm, I'm assuming I, that too. I, I yeah. would imagine because it has it created, a lot to do with this war. It created a, a real conflict in the game, and that really set things. Showed it up. Real but well, like, yeah, like, but the the thing is, like I said, this this wasn't something that just happened without warning. If they've if they changed the TOS to specifically say, hey, we're going to be enforcing this, and people were like, fuck you, we're going to do it anyway, yeah. you deserve every bit of that. Yeah, I guess that's why they call it a gamble. Yeah, as I understand it, basically just a lot of people that were, that were um, in cahoots with I1 ISK um, were banned for it. So, that's I like pretty that, crazy. I like that word, cahoots. Cahoots? Cahoots. Um I read, yeah, the, just, I read just, at the end of that article, the guy who's uh, who ran I, I Want ISK doesn't even play the game anymore, right? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's out of it? Yeah. He's the smartest one of the he's, bunch. He's out of the game. He got out when he could. <laughs> All the richer of, of sweet, sweet ISK. Uh, the 620000 by the way, if I didn't mention it before, equates to about $40 million ISK. That's it? Dang. So, so if they were pumping hundreds of billions into this fight... Yeah. it's. I mean, it's still probably... That is an astronomical amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> the astronomical amount of money that was being given to them by regular schlubs gambling in their casino. What the fuck? Who just, they just want to buy their ships <laughs> and fight other people in ships. <laughs> online. 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 In space. Per- <laughs> persistent online games like that just kind of blow my mind. Well, I mean, it's uh, JB said it in the, in the pregame call before we lost him. Like, no matter what you do in life. There's going to be a black market for something. <laughs> In this case, it's, there's, a, there's always going to be a gambling center somewhere. That's <laughs> like, weird. On the subject of persistent online games, I I don't know how I feel about them on the whole in the first place. I mean, they, they don't tend to be very new player friendly. In particular, ones that don't really discriminate, as I understand EVE Online doesn't. Right. Uh, at, at, insofar as you can be a new guy with whatever 
beginner ship bullshit that you get and just be cruising around space and get completely ganked by somebody in a gigantic battle cruiser mm-hmm. or whatever the hell the biggest badass ship in the game is. Well, here's the thing about it too, though. Like, like Eve Online, this whole thing about I want ISK, the Imperium, all all of these factions. These aren't game created factions. These are player affiliated factions. Yeah, they have like, like whole player governments. And right, shit. exactly. There's there's a pope wow. of the of the the universe. Like there's a an elected pope. Sweet like, universe if pope. only we could put that kind of resources for the for real pope. election. The space pope. My my space point, pope. My, <laughs> point, my point about it is though, with newer players, like like Chris said, they just they get their ship, they go do their thing. Eventually, you're going to get approached by some faction or another, wherever they are on the map, and be like, you need to join us or get the fuck out. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And what if he's just like, no, I just want to be here and have my space farm. I don't know what they do there. But <laughs> <laughs> I, am a, I am a quaint space farmer. I don't want to get messed up in the war. Space farming. <laughs> he farms dude, space. Dude, give, it, give it 20 years. You know, he collects asteroids and shit. Uh, alrighty. Any, yeah. any last... Uh, Thoughts on this matter? Space Pope. Space Pope. <laughs> All right, from from one gamble to another. So, show of hands here, who here has the NES Classic Edition? Who? No one and is raising crickets. their hands. <laughs> uh, Crisco, I think you might have some thoughts on the matter about the NES Classic Edition. So, well, I mean, first of all, it's another one of Nintendo's criminally, criminally undersupplied yes devices. They what love their this... artificial shortages, don't they? What it... is the NES Classic? Uh, I don't know. It, <laughs> of course you don't know, Raga. It's okay. That's me. why I'm here to me. inform you. Because Thank you. Raga hates Nintendo so much. Vehemently. It's a. Uh, it's basically a smaller old school NES console. It's built to physically mimic the original with like the uh, the flip up cartridge slot and everything in the front. It's okay. but it doesn't actually function in that manner. It's in effect an NES emulator made into hardware form. With mm-hmm. uh, old NES controller ports and the whole nine, and it comes preloaded with, uh, I think thirty, thirty some odd games. Uh, thirty, I think, yeah. And um, all of the, it, all of these games are all you're ever going to be able to play on it, as far as anybody's been made aware at this point. But that's not really the point. The point is, it went on sale on Amazon at like two in the afternoon on November eleventh. And ten seconds later, it crashed. It was gone, <laughs> and it's gone, and it's gone. It crashed Amazon. The, the fucking system crashed Amazon. Like that shit's just out of control. I I try to love Nintendo, but fuck you, no, Nintendo. No, no, here's. I see you're go, gonna, go you're gonna try this is a this is Amiibos all over again. Isn't it? If they did, over again. if they didn't learn their goddamn lesson from Amiibos. Then they they deserve every bit of the shitstorm that this is going to create. <laughs> You're going to try to defend Nintendo on this one, and I will tell you that this is a documented sales and marketing tactic of Nintendo since the days of NES and Super NES. Yep. I was they, going to literally say something close to that. I was not oh. going to defend them. Oh, oh wow! Right. You got no, it. I'm, ser- I'm serious. Like I'm not saying I defend the practice, but it it's great for publicity. Like it really is because every even Microsoft execs are like I can't find the NES Classic. What the fuck? You know, everyone's Is that what ta- they sound like? Yes, in oh, my okay. mind. Everyone's talking about the NES. It, it's a system That's, that came out. That was actually years ago. his Bill Gates impression. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I mean everyone's talking about it. I was at a family event yesterday and people who haven't like don't play video games are talking about it. So it's it's 
around. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah, the storage is really suck, and I, I'm mad that I can't get a hold of one. Mm -hmm. um, the thing's only 60 bucks, so, I mean... See, Nintendo's so weird. They love their shortages, because then it creates artificial demand. But everyone gets so fucking pissed off about it that they go on the message boards and online, and they... Artificial shortages are nothing new. Nintendo is certainly not the first to do them. Right, but, <laughs> no. but, but, but the look fact at it this that, way. The fact that this is Nintendo's basically standard MO at this yeah, point. Yeah. What, what bothers me about it is, well, if I was, uh, so let's say I was Nintendo, right, and I create this shortage. This mm -hmm. is what happened with, uh, what was it, the N64. Mm -hmm. So they didn't, they kept pushing back the Ultra 64, kept pushing it back. And then Sony came into the game, mm -hmm. and then everyone's like, well, I could wait for the Nintendo 64, or I could play this brand new shiny Sony PlayStation. Now let's take it to today, in this little, I mean, it is a little niche thing. It's just a, it's basically just an emulator that you hook up to your TV. But Sega's coming out with one. Mm -hmm. they've, had, they've had one. Well, but they've got another one coming out. That's oh, like, yes. It's got like yes, 80 sure. games or something on it. Yes, you're right. So let's say you're... Your uncle, somebody, and you're looking for a you know, gift for your little nephew or something. Little Johnny. <laughs> and you see a stock sh stock shelf full of these Sega things, or you see a open shelf where Nintendo Classics used to be, and you don't really care because you don't know either way which one you're gonna buy. Nintendo's really missing out on sales, and I don't understand how they justify it in the end. Right. My my biggest issue with it is. Emulators are a thing, and that's all it is. Like, but I get the nostalgia factor. Yeah, it's cute. Looks like a little NES, but I can play emulators on my computer for absolutely free. But do you think the casual person playing video games really knows about emulators? No, they remember buying their Nintendos for their, you know, for their kids or getting one as a kid, and now growing up and they see it on the store shelf again. Oh, hey, I remember the Nintendo. It's only sixty bucks. Yeah, I want to buy that. But they can't sure. see it on the store shelf. Yeah, they they can't see it on the store shelf. And, and this is really the bigger failing, in my opinion, while Nintendo has said that they're going to keep a flow coming through the holidays, we haven't seen any of that. We don't know when it's they're coming. It's been out for we... three days! Yeah, but look at Amiibos. But, but we don't know when they're coming. We don't know how they're coming. This is, it, like he said, it's, it, it is exactly yes. like Amiibos. They're like, yeah, there's going to be more. Yep. The how fucking long did we look to get... More amiibos, and how you're many true. people were scalping them for just ridiculous you're, you're prices? You're 100 true on that. Three, and three to five hundred dollars on it, eBay right it's now. It's going to be up to Nintendo to inform people when it's going to be restocked, and that's all on them. I'm not. I'm not justifying it. <laughs> so my favorite part of this whole story is the tweets that Nintendo sent out on, on the 11th. Yeah, and I quote from the Nintendo of America Twitter: Nintendo Entertainment System NES Classic Edition system is a hot is the hot item, and we're working hard to keep up with consumer demand. Miss. Um, <laughs> there will be a steady flow of additional systems through the holiday shopping season and into the new year. Okay, when? And then the third one is, please contact your local retail retailers to check availability. A selection of participating retailers can be found at whatever website they've got set up to list. Probably, like, GameStop, Target. Walmart, Target, <laughs> yeah. Best Buy. So, so, fun fact, I actually looked this up on Amazon yesterday just to see if they had any projections. Yep. It literally says, we do not know if or when this will be back in stock. <laughs> if... So and yes, if, it, we'll and if there were a brand new console, so let's just say you know it's the new Switch, which we'll get to in a few minutes in the, in the podcast. Okay, chip shortages—that's a thing. It happens occasionally. You know, supply chains get interrupted. That whole kind of thing. It's a fucking emulator. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Yeah, it's it's, it's also an emulator. A yeah, tiny I, glorified computer. Well, yeah, it can, it cannot cost them much to make. Oh no, I and, it, and it must be really really easy to make. Mm -hmm. There's like no, there can't be any loss. Minimal overhead. So why didn't they just crank out a shit ton of them 
They should have, because Black Friday... Black Friday. Black Friday. Black Friday. Black Friday is right around the corner. If they would have had, let's say, a couple million systems, like yeah. it would have been a fucking cash cow. Here's, here's what I'm wondering. It's going to be the 3DS's last big holiday hurrah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Probably. Depends on how the Switch does. Sorry. Uh, and honestly, they didn't really have shit going on for them, so I think they looked at it like, well, we had this idea. Let's... Let, Let's just shove this through. Yeah, but this was a huge missed opportunity. I agree. I agree. They could have made even more money. Well, and they didn't take pre-orders on this either. No, they didn't. So they had no way to gauge... What their demand would be. What the the demand would be. They could have set up pre-orders and be like, oh, shit. Um, Yeah, we've got 600,000 people lined up (laughs) to buy this right now. Does anybody here want to get one? Absolutely, I do. Yeah? Yeah. Even if I don't play it, just to have it as a collector's item. Because I have... That's exactly why I would buy it. I have basically every game that's on the system. But if if this does well, which it's already supposedly doing, I'm hoping to see a mini Super Nintendo, a mini N64. There's already been a handful of articles about, like, here's what we want to see on the mini Super NES. Yeah, (laughs) and for... If it's still 60 bucks, like... That Super Nintendo one, that'll be like, that'll be hand over fist, like getting your money's worth. Man. Super Nintendo always was my favorite console. Yeah, Super Nintendo would almost necessarily have to be more expensive. <laughs> one, well, yeah. and, and I don't know, there's a lot of, I'm guessing there'd be a lot of weird licensing with Super Nintendo. Yeah. A lot of third party games might not necessarily out of the, you know, as a, immediately be able to go in. If I, it, it, to single one company out specifically, Square. Yeah. Well, well, but there's Final Fantasy on the NES Classic. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, See, then, I, I, read, I read a theory that. If it came out on the virtual console, there's a good chance it'll come out on okay. whatever. And that makes sense because the virtual console is yet another emulator. Maybe, Ooh. maybe. Oh, oh, see, we're suddenly liking this a little bit more, huh? If you can find them. Well, <laughs> yes. I didn't dislike the idea in the first place. No, I, I think just, it's a great idea. What, it's just... what I was going to say was it, it'll almost necessarily have to be more expensive just because if, even if they're going to stick with the same, you know, 30-game catalog, which would be a huge failing... SNES has so many fantastic games out there that yeah, even you, even if you, you pick picked you yeah even if you <laughs> yeah. picked top thirty you would still miss just a massive yeah. chunk of fantastic Super Nintendo games. It's a good problem that's, to have, <laughs> it, right? It is a good problem to have. But where I was going with that is, you would have to spend more on storage space. Period. Yeah, because sure. SNES games are larger, mm-hmm. and no. there's just flat <laughs> more of them. Well, okay, maybe maybe if it was seventy bucks, like that's the highest I'd be willing to go for it. And a longer cord, damn it! Yes. Three foot cord is my ass. Let's say hypothetically, <laughs> this new SNES gets made. Yep, and it comes with eighty games. <sighs> Hundred bucks is the blind, is the highest I'd be willing to go. Well, if it came out with eighty, that means that it would have more games than what I own physical copies of so i probably actually would go plus for it. and it would probably be cheaper to get that than to download all 80 of those games on the virtual console anyway like i, I someone, oh, calcul- easily. someone easily. calculated i oh, think are we, to, are we talking legal means here or yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he said virtual console specifically to yeah, download yeah. every nes game that is 150 bucks mm-hmm. if you do it individually so it's a it's a it's see why it's so attractive did you do this math already somebody else did <laughs> well let's see shut up <laughs> Like that. Couldn't have said it better myself. Back, right. back in your spot. Do you remember what I hosted last time? Yeah. Do you want that again? <laughs> Rye Guy the Tyrant. The episode was labeled <laughs> Rye Guy the Tyrant. And, it did. and now we're referencing our own podcast, which is awesome. We're hilarious. Uh, does anyone have anything else to say about the NES Classic before moving on? Nintendo makes me sad. Fuck you, Nintendo. <sighs> no, not fuck you, Nintendo. Please? Do a lot of Nintendo <laughs> if they would stop giving me reasons to say fuck you, Nintendo, well, I would stop saying it. I'm hoping... And I would love to stop saying it. When it comes to Nintendo, my mantra is more, I'm not mad, Nintendo. 
I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, we are going to move on to our next uh, news topic here, which is... Well, Pentman, I want you to set this one up for us. Now, this one will hopefully be pretty quick. The, uh, the Bethesda limit on pre-release copies of the game to uh, different journalists and YouTube personalities, etc. Well, any of them. Oh. Bethesda said they're not going to give any advanced copies out to anybody. Oh, okay. One day before launch, or Ooh. before retail goes out, is when everybody will get a look at it. And the reason they said that was because, oh, we want everyone to experience it at the same time. They're worried about spoilers getting out there, et cetera, et cetera. But what it translates to for a lot of people is they're worried their games are too buggy or not going to get favorable reviews. Mm -hmm. And they did this right before Doom, I believe. Mm -hmm. And Doom got great reviews. It, yeah. it, it was well received, you know, played well, no real issues. But then Dishonored 2 came out and it's really not optimized very well for PC. Well, it's the same thing with movies, you know, if a movie isn't screened for, you know, critics, typically they, they think that something's wrong with it or they don't, they don't have high hopes for it. Well, yeah. But my, I guess my question is, at, at what point do you delay a game to fix all these bugs or just like get it out there, get it out there, we gotta, we gotta release on time? Well, if you're Bethesda, you just get it out there because it would take, so it depends on the game too, because Skyrim and yeah. Fallout, I mean... Those, those games, games are, are so huge. Those games are so big. Now, I, b -b 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 -buggy. that used to be the excuse, and then Witcher 3 came out, and it's almost as big and not nearly as bug-ridden. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, Bethesda has some room to uh, catch up to the guys at CDV, mm -hmm. or CVD, DVC? CVS? C <laughs> CBC, C Naga, CD Naga, 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 work here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, CD Project Red, there you go. And I, then... <clears throat> God, I can't believe I forgot that. That's okay. But they, quality control is an issue for mm -hmm. Bethesda and has been for many, many years. And then, oh, we're just not going to release press release you know, copies to anybody. No advanced releases. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, you start to see some buzzers and bells going off in journalists' head. But well, at the same time, is that really such a bad thing? Not explicitly, but... I, I feel like from Bethesda specifically, it's more of a red flag than it would be from most. Yeah, it sounds it sounds very shady, especially shady coming from Bethesda. Bethesda because, because like you said, they do have a history of buggy games, and like but they sell. Oh yeah, well, I mean, but don't get me wrong. I liked Fallout Four. I loved Skyrim. I loved Oblivion, and they were just chock full of bugs. And the special edition of Skyrim isn't any better. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, bigger bugs. Like it's a six year old game that just. Still it, doesn't run well on PlayStation. It looks prettier, but it's still just as buggy as ever. <laughs> um, but uh, how does that get through? Like, how do you how do you sell that? Because it's it's the fan base. Like, uh, yeah, Oblivion had a lot of bugs, but well, it was like you said, it used to be an excuse. Yeah, you know, oh, it has a lot of bugs, but it's such a huge game, you can't not have bugs. Yep. I, I've said it myself. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I have on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is probably like episode sixteen. Or yeah, something. but but we're at a point of technology in games that yeah, no, that's totally possible to have a very very few bugs in a game that large. It is. Yeah. It costs a little more, sure, but it's possible. It's just... Well, and it, at this point, it should really be more the expectation than the pipe dream. Right, exactly. It's very sad. Very, very sad. Mm. And I, I don't know, I honestly, I don't. I never played Dishonored 1, I don't know much about 2, but is it a big game like Fallout or Skyrim? Or? Not, not nah, as big. Not, I didn't think so. It's, yeah. not, it's not an open world game, right? It's very... It's it's a little hub world ish yeah. if I remember correctly, yeah. but I've not I've not played two. I've been busy playing Titanfall, which we'll get into. Might, well, we can do that right now if you guys want. Well, well Chris, go ahead. Sorry, I, I was just gonna say my understanding was it was very uh, 
And of course, as soon as I start to say <laughs> the uh, prototype, that's the one. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, very prototype in nature. So it's like pseudo sandboxy, but you still have specific things you're supposed to be doing. Smaller yeah. scale. Kind of like Arkham um, Arkham Knight. Yeah. Arkham City. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, so you mentioned Titanfall 2. Do you want to... We're going to jump into some impressions about multiplayer and single player? Yeah, we can We can give it... So Titanfall 2 came out, what was that, a week and a half ago for us now? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yep. So the three of us here at the table, Crisco, Mikey, and myself, have, uh, have played a little bit of it. I haven't gotten as much into the single player as you guys, um, but we'll go ahead and start there. What did you guys think? Because single player for Titanfall 1... Didn't exist. It just right. It was like yeah, uh, we it, don't need it. It had a uh, a a campaign, and you guys can't see, but I air quoted the <laughs> shit out of that, <laughs> which didn't go any further than it was PvP with quick little, hey, hey. this is happening, go fight, <laughs> thrown at the at the beginning and the tail end of each of the quote missions. And people were pretty upset that it didn't have a single player. Well, even, well, if, it, even it, if I'd owned an Xbox at the time, I wouldn't have gotten it. I It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I loved Titanfall 1. <laughs> I was just incredibly disappointed that they sold it as having a campaign and then made it, the campaign it, the multiplayer. Well, <laughs> it, it, I could have even lived with it being the multiplayer if it was actually a fucking campaign and not just dressed up yeah, your map, you, it just randomly picks a map for you, and it's map three. <laughs> and then, like, your next ma- fight was, like, map four and map five, and it cycled back around to one, right? Something uh, like that? Yeah, like, if it, when you first started out, you, you would go to campaign, and it would pick... It, you didn't even get to pick your faction, by the way, for the campaign. It just started you off in one of the two factions, and you started <laughs> really? it that faction mission one. Yep. And you played through all of that faction missions. Hmm. And then... You started over with the other one. Yeah, right? win or lose in any one of those missions didn't matter. You just continued on to the next one. And after you would fight, you know, 12 or whatever uh, games through, you just kicked right back to the beginning and did the other faction. Hmm. And there was no way to pick which specific, quote, mission you went on. Like, n- nothing. You had zero control over this. It was just glorified multiplayer. And that sounds disappointing. <laughs> well, like I said, it was a great game otherwise. It right. was just... Campaign was a lie. Yeah. Well, now now that Titanfall 2 is out and it actually has a single-player campaign, what do you guys think about it? Because you guys have both beaten it. I've only got about about a third or about a halfway through it so right. far. I was a big fan. Um, really, the highlight is the, the relationship between your, your character, Cooper, and um, your Titan, BT. I'll try to keep it as spoiler-free as possible, but Shepard dies. <laughs> no <laughs> but no seriously like it's it's a decent campaign it's it it does have all the old tropes you know you're the one-man army blowing through everything you know but and sometimes you're blowing through everything in a big mech <laughs> uh but no it's it's really solid the acrobatics are a lot of fun it's wall sliding um floor slide power sliding on the floor that's a lot of fun in general i i feel like the writing is done about as well as they could have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, Mike and I, I, I feel like, agree on the very best line in the game. <laughs> is pretty much a throwaway line between BT and Cooper. Uh, you pick up a new weapon loadout for BT, and he describes it, and blah, blah, blah. And then you have dialogue choices as Cooper. And I can't even remember what the other one was, because the first who's, ever, so gonna, obvious, who's right? ever gonna choose that one? <laughs> the correct answer to this one is... I think somebody's in love. 
And then BT goes on to explain the human emotion of love. Requires attraction, uh, uh, devotion, attraction, devotion, and admiration. By that conclusion, I am 50% in love. <laughs> See, even, even Batman clearly made that dialogue choice because it's, it's just the one to make. <laughs> there are other ones where it's like, eh, either one of these could be interesting. Yeah, no, 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 that one... There's there's only one choice. You know, and one of the one of the more subtle things about the relationship between them is like in the beginning of the game, I'm not spoiling anything because it's right there in the beginning, the original pilot for BT dies and he gives you the codes and gives you access to BT. Um and you bond with him throughout the game. He goes from calling you pilot to Cooper to Jack, like throughout the game. It's it's subtle, but it's there if you pay attention. I really like that about it. Um character development yeah. in a robot. So, but I mean, like, it, and otherwise, it's it's a decent game. It's it's short. That's my biggest complaint. It's like yes. three hours. I think, whoa! <laughs> when, really? when I came up on one of the later missions, I could tell that I was almost at the last mission just by you know the way things the music were going. Well, no, not not so much the music as just what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like you can really tell things are coming to a head, and I was like, wow, I'm I'm at really kind of the climax of the story already. This yeah. is. This has been a really short game. The other part I mean, about it, too, and again, I'm trying to keep it as spoiler-free as possible, but it really doesn't answer many questions at all. Uh, you know, you're you're someone fighting some other faction, and it really never tells you why. <laughs> it just tells you that you are. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you learn that the other guys want to control Something space or, yeah. for some reason or Farming, other. probably. And the guys that you're fighting with are trying to take space back. <laughs> Quote, the frontier. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> the biggest thing I've learned from this game is that the frontier is worth every part of this fight. <laughs> Bullshit. This is the fight I was born for. No, uh, but, but seriously, um, I really enjoyed the campaign. I just wish there was more of it. And I, and, like Mike, I, I wish it answered a lot more questions than it does. Mm-hmm. So does it feel tacked on? To me, no, it, no. To me, it feel, feels a little... It doesn't feel as tacked on as it could have. But when it's that short, it's there's there's definitely some sense of it being kind of tacked on. Like it's it's obviously its own thing in and of itself, but it's missing something to really be a complete mm-hmm. campaign. Mm-hmm. If if I had to guess, I would actually think because of how good the can how fun the campaign is, and I, I can't, this is entirely speculation, because they've gone out and said that they're not done with Titanfall. They said they plan on making more. Mm. So I would think that they made a short campaign on purpose so that they continue can can continue making campaign games throughout their sequels. Sure. Whether or so not you, that's the wise option, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, that's my guess as to why it's so short. And so well, that actually makes me think. Do you think they're going to take like a, uh, a a Call of Duty route with it and just keep cranking out all these new games, but instead of being just random throwaway garbage campaigns like? Call of Duty always is, because let's be honest, yeah. that's what they are. Yeah. Uh, they're going to actually start writing full campaign modes so that you can play through a whole story, sort of sort of like Halo. Yeah, I would think it'd be more like, yeah, like Halo. You wouldn't have to release a new game every time. You just make it one big-ass DLC for like 40 bucks. Right, yeah, and, and I would, that'd be, I'd, I'd buy that. Yeah. I would love to have a DLC campaign, or really any extension of the campaign. However, I will say that for the next one, I would like to see... A new game just because I really, really don't like the route that they took with uh, Titans in multiplayer. Uh, and there's where we get to the multiplayer. <laughs> before before we do that, I just wanted to mention that I've played a lot of Call of Duty games. No, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I've never once played any of the campaign 
I'm a third through Titanfall 2 mm-hmm. single player, and I am interested in trying to beat the rest. Like, it's actually got... It's got me interested. Well, I remember, too, before the podcast, we were talking, and you said you, you didn't really have a ton of interest in playing through the campaign. No. And, and I then, started it so that I could t- talk about it right here. Right, exactly. Yeah. I came in today. I was like, I thought you were going to play this. You're like, I wanted to join with you with you guys in the conversation. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll get through it. Like I'm yeah. a, I'm about between a third, and, you know, halfway through already. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's quick, but um, it's worth it's worth playing through. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's a it's collectibles. There's helmets you can collect throughout the game. So if you want to go back and do it, mm-hmm. and there's a gauntlet thing where you have to try to beat a time. So I mean, there is a little bit of replayability on that too. Um, not a ton, but it's there. Well, I, I own neither an Xbox One nor a PC that can run the game, so I will just live vicariously through your guys' comments. As you, as you often do. As I often do. <laughs> so, 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 to multiplayer then. Yes, to multiplayer. Yes. I dig it. Um, I did not play Titanfall 1, though, so I am a little bit of, of a, at a disadvantage, if the I first, speak. The, the first big change for me that was a positive was I got rid of burn cards. So See, burn- I think Chris is actually preferring the burn cards. And this- I, 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 not explicitly the burn cards themselves so much as the bonuses that the burn cards added. Mm. Yeah, so burn cards were like was one it was one time use, right? Yeah. In, and in a you battle. Could, you could bring up to three into any given match and you you held a deck of fifty, sixty, something like that at a time. But they all came with, you know, this or that bonus and really the biggest thing that I felt like burn cards had over the current bonus system is variety. Mm-hmm. There was a, a just a whole host of shit that you could do with bone car- uh, burn cards. Everything from <laughs> you're right, man. I was just thinking about bone cards. <laughs> <laughs> bone cards. Oh yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the sex room. <laughs> and I was still <laughs> the game room. Pat's looking at me like yes. I didn't. didn't we're gonna no I sex was... inside the game room. No I was in the game. I was really room. trying to just keep it going there, but. As I continued speaking, and I thought more and more about bone cards, <laughs> it, it just got worse and worse. Anyway, um, burn cards had everything from being able to decrease the countdown on your Titan, to changing Titan weapon loadouts, to amp this or that weapon, to really anything you could think of. You could basically get a bonus perk through use of burn cards. So mm-hmm. that you could have your standard uh, left bumper ability, you know, and this one, like Cloak, the dagger, mm-hmm. uh, the, the little sonic dagger, anything like that. But a burn card could give you, effectively, another one hmm. through use of that. Yeah, and I don't know that there was any specific burn cards that were worth a damn that aren't part of a loadout in two. And if I'm, if I'm not remembering properly, correct me, but, like, Amped Weapons is, is now a boost, which is... Tied to how well you do through a match, just like your Titan. Like, um, yeah, and a certain percentage of your Titan gauge, you get your boost, and it's different for every boost, yeah. whether that percentage is. So, but... I mean, it It seems like they kept what bo- uh, bone cards... Bone cards. <laughs> yeah, sex room! Yes! All right! <laughs> oh, man. You're welcome, Pat. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit all that down. <laughs> Burn cards. The <laughs> the effect of the burn cards it feels boosts feel more balanced to me than burn cards did. That's that's absolutely true. And I guess maybe it was just nice uh, to have that little bit of super powered time when you had the really nice burn cards because there were some that did some really cool stuff that don't exist in this one. Like I said, specifically the ones that gave you the perk type boosts so that you could get. Uh, like they have the little knife in this one that you throw that lets you 
basically sonar people through walls. And the first one, you had a burn card that would give you that just permanently for anybody near you. Um, there were, uh, aside from that, the only other big ones that were there that aren't anymore are like the, the Titan cooldown boosts or the, that's, the, but that's on a Titan loadout 20% time. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. It, right. But there were no shit like take 90 seconds off your Titan cooldown. So you could start a match with a full minute and a half oh, so faster when, getting your Titan than anybody else. So in the first one, it's a cooldown. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a clock and you started oh, okay. with like three, three and a half minutes. And rather than getting like percentage boost like you do in two, mm-hmm. it would just whenever you did uh, what you needed to do to boost it, it would show like minus two seconds, minus five yeah. seconds, minus oh, okay. three. Instead seconds. of increasing a percentage like you do now, it decreased a timer. Oh, okay, okay, I see. It's it was it's effectively the same, right? But it's it's really more of an aesthetic change than mm-hmm. anything in that regard. Well, one the, of the bigger complaints I've heard about too is that the the titans you get your titans less often. It, it makes the game feel slower in that regard. Do you guys agree with that at all? Uh, yes and no. It's and this one and two. You seem to be rewarded a lot more for pursuing the objective specifically. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're doing what you're supposed to do for the objective, uh, like in hard point, if you're babysitting a hard point, fighting people off of it, this and that. You get your titans super quick. Yeah. In bounty hunt mode, if you're killing the bounty targets and getting mm-hmm. a bunch of money built up, you get your titans super quick. Yeah. If you're just running around killing people, it's way slower. I see. And the and the first titan fall, no matter what mode you were playing in, killing a pilot was always 30 seconds off your titan timer. I always. See. I see. Okay. Yeah, so that definitely sounds more balanced to me. Um we, uh, Chris and I talked a little bit when we started playing, because uh, Pat, you were away at work, so you couldn't play with us in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, Titan loadouts. Um, there are five or six different Titans, all with a preset loadout, and there are little things you can tweak here or there. But for the most part, you've got just five or six pre-done loadouts. Um, that was different in the first one, right? Yes. And it, in the first one, you had three basic frames, mm-hmm. and then from there, you could customize weapon uh your supportability uh specific chips like you had now you just for any titan have the warpfall transmitter or the dome shield extender right those were both in the first one but you also had a whole host of other options that you could get for that oh, okay i think nuke ejection was actually one of those in the first one okay but that's in a different category now yeah now they have a bunch of different categories for stuff whereas okay. before you basically had one that uh, sort of titan perk and then like a primary weapon a sort of secondary weapon mm-hmm. uh you know this or that and each frame had its own type of core just like the one now right and the cores actually i feel like were a significant improvement in this one before it was just it's all about that rocket salvo baby <laughs> well, in, the, in the first one the cores uh if i recall correctly it was attack core which just boosted your damage for a little while mm-hmm um, boost core, which lets you have unlimited boost for a little while. Oh. And that one was probably one of the best. And then defense core or something. I can't remember right. what the other, it pretty was one, that was one that I just never used. Pretty standard a, stuff though. It was a really shitty Titan. Okay. Um, probably the, the biggest thing that I feel like they've lost in translation is choice of weapons. Yeah. Well, like I said, there's five or six different Titans. Now I personally think that's fine. Um, but I didn't play the first one, so I don't know about that. But 
I, I, I like the idea of being able to look at an enemy Titan or even a friendly one and seeing what they've got. That way I can automatically, if they've got a Ronin, I know to stay the fuck away, you know. But if they've got a Scorch or a Tone or something like that, you know, I can fire on them without much issue. You know, so um, I think that's nice. See, and you could still tell a reasonable amount by looking at your opponent's Titan in the first one. You could tell how many boosts they had standard by the frame. You could tell how they could shoot you based on what weapon it was carrying. Mm -hmm. The only real surprises, and I feel like they should have remained surprises, were the support abilities. Alrighty, uh, this next news topic I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on, but I am curious, genuinely curious, to see what you guys think about it. Uh, dealing with the Nintendo Switch, formerly the NX, something we talked about many, many times on the game room mm-hmm. over the course of last year. Uh, I'm going to share this news article really quickly about the uh, CEO of NVIDIA, the chip maker who is providing the chips for the Nintendo Switch. And Jun Swan Hong, I probably butchered that, uh, had this to say about the Nintendo Switch. <clears throat> I guess you could say that Nintendo contributed a fair amount to that growth, and over the next, as you know, the Nintendo architecture and the company tends to stick with an architecture for a very long time, and so we've worked with them now for almost two years. So over 100 engineering years have gone into the development of this incredible game console. I really believe when everyone sees it and, uh, and enjoys it, they're going to be amazed by it. It's really like nothing they've ever played before. And of course, the, their brand, their franchise, and their game content is incredible. And so I think this is a relationship that will likely last two decades, and I'm super excited about it. Man, that was awkwardly translated. <laughs> Anywho, um, so with that, I kind of want to... I'm a Nintendo fanboy. I think everyone here knows that. Uh, but you? Really? Me? No. But I just kind of want to go around and taking that information into light, what you guys have seen about the Switch, read about it, the announcement, uh, reveal trailer, uh, just to kind of get your thoughts on the Switch... Will succeed? What are some unanswered questions? And kind of keep it maybe to five minutes each, if that, just so we can kind of get along on to the next topic. So, anyone want to take it away? Crisco? All right. Um, well, real quick, the, the Switch looks really promising, but right now we don't have any specs released. We don't know a whole lot about it other than, hey, guys, it's going to be out next year. The big thing <laughs> that's going to contribute to the success or failure of it is, uh, one, its ability to perform away from the console stand. Two whether it actually has any big support right now we have proclaimed support from second and third party devs which is going to be nice but uh, we'll see how long that lasts or how well it is executed in general mm-hmm. um and then three price point mm-hmm. how well they can price it out for the average american family because that's usually what nintendo goes for is every man not every gamer Mm-hmm. And that's that's going to be a big deal for the holidays coming up and everything else. Well, not the holidays coming up now. Well, at March. When, yeah. when launch day comes out, right. it'll be a big deal. And we'll see sort of how things go as they start announcing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go back there real quick, the third-party support. Um, I mean, yeah, the, supposedly, you know, when the Wii U came out, EA had unprecedented support planned for the Wii U. And <laughs> they didn't even release Madden on it because, well, the Wii U sucked. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's good. No, it did. It really did. You know what? There's some great games in the system, but from a stamp, commercial standpoint, it was a goddamn failure. Yeah, and that's... And this is what... I feel like the Switch is what the Wii U should have been from the get-go, um, but even more so. Um, I, it, but to get back to the games, yeah, third-party support, I don't think it's going to make or break the system, but it surely, surely could help. Uh, I know that... I, I'm hoping that Nintendo's had a lot of time over the past few years, to really build up their catalog of games. Um, I know recently 
they merged their handheld and console divisions to hopefully not give any big game droughts because that's what really, really killed the Wii U is this game drought, just nothing mm-hmm. in between. There was like, you know, the launch and then Mario Kart and then like Splatoon and Mario Maker and that was pretty much it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I totally agree. Smash but, Brothers? Oh God, Come Smash on, Brothers. Bro. But Smash Brothers doesn't, they didn't move systems. You know what moved systems? Mario Kart. I don't know. I, I bought it for Smash Brothers. Well, so it moved one. It moved one. It moved one. Moved one <laughs> Actually, I would say it moved at least two. Oh, yeah. Well, it moved your console three. too. Yay! But yeah, well, but, um, that, I, yours was two. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> um, Mikey, what do you what do you have to say about the Switch? Um, As the second biggest Nintendo fan in the room, I am the second biggest Nintendo fan in the room. That's true. Uh, no, <laughs> I actually I really liked the Wii U. I thought it had good ideas. I thought people just didn't know how to utilize it. But for the Switch. Um, I think I remember, and I might be wrong, but I think I remember Nintendo saying something like, we're not interested at selling this at a loss. So They have said that, yes. Although price point is a big issue, they're also not going to sell it for anything less than it, than the profit. So what does that mean for that? I don't know, because we don't have specs yet, like Chris said. But that's a worrisome thought to me. Like, if it's going to be $500, I don't think a lot of people are going to buy it. I don't <laughs> think they would be... Look, Nintendo's made some questionable <laughs> logic decisions. I don't think they would be crazy enough to sell it at 500 bucks. I also, I'm thinking 300 I do think it's funny that, they're take, that they have, like, oh, well, we've got this somewhat rocky history with consoles, but we have a generally awesome history with handhelds. Let's just make those one and the same. <laughs> Honestly, they're almost competing against themselves. Right, exactly. Because, like, and a lot of people want the games on handheld to be... Like, look at everyone who plays Pokemon. Everyone has been ranting and raving but i want pokemon on a console and now they can do that what i think is especially funny about this too is they kind of reverse did this for the super game boy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they made they made portables playable at home on your console which i think is a, a hilarious uh, reversal but um <laughs> no i've got high hopes for it um you know like you guys already said third party support is a big thing about it um i really don't have a ton to add on that i just i, I hope it's it goes through um I do think it's funny they mentioned uh, the games they showed in the trailer. There were, you know, uh, Skyrim is one of the more notable ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Bethesda went on record and said, we can't confirm that we're making Skyrim for the Switch. Yeah. They're like, I, we're, I, we're working for them, but uh, we can't really confirm or deny anything. <laughs> I, 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 well, that's, that was probably their way of avoiding any big snafu like we have with the mm-hmm. friggin' remastered version on PS3 right now. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Batman. I'm really curious to see what you have to say about this. Better come in under 300 bucks. Under 300. It's got to be are 300, you saying, are you 300 saying, or less. 299 or less. Okay. Or it's, it's not going to sell. Better get their supply chain moving. What I heard was that they're only going to ship 2 million by March. Yeah. What? <laughs> Three. Better have more than just Legend of Zelda at launch. So yeah, it's got to have yeah. a big Mario. It's got to have it's got to have a Mario Kart within a year. It's got to have Mario Party or something like it. You know, obviously it's going to have, uh, drawn a blank, Legend of Zelda, finally. Mm-hmm. And then one of Pokemon or Metroid or uh, F-Zero. Like, one of the ancillary franchises. I don't, I don't think either of those last year. Any of no, those last I want to address every single thing Pat said. <laughs> because I want to, I want to, you're absolutely right. That all needs to happen. Price point? I, I don't think it's going to be under 300 bucks. It's got to be. Why does it have to be? Because you can get an Xbox One S for $300. Yeah. Well, we don't know what's going to be bundled in with the system. If it's got a game pack in or not, 
And that was shown to be huge. Look at the Wii and Wii Sports. That was a huge... Look at the Wii U and anything they ever packaged it with. Yeah, but X- but the Wii U had different problems for different reasons. The Wii U was a confusing mess from the fucking get-go. Like, no one understood what the Wii U really was. People still don't know what the Wii U was. People still don't know what the Switch is, and it's only, what, four months, five months away? How do you not know what the Switch is? What do you mean, how do I we saw It's what? console gaming on the go. We saw a trailer for it that tells us very little. And you don't think it was really clear what they were trying to, uh, to sell there? How long, how long is the battery life? How long battery life is But you don't issue. need to put that into... That kind of presentation. They have an event coming up on January twelfth. No, that was that that the 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 trailer they launched was a hype trailer. Yeah, this but you don't here, need to put all that information. And here is in, an optimal look at no, what it can do. <laughs> but yeah, and you don't need to put that stuff into. They had three minutes to sell the thing. You don't want to. I mean, they right, but that's they exactly to show it off. But that's exactly the point. They want to show off what it can do, and I'm putting "can" in quotes because the Wii U can do a lot of things. <laughs> but it didn't. Well, there's an event in Japan on January 12th. They're going to really <laughs> blow the lid off of everything. Are they going to... Nintendo, historically, has never really divulged the specs. They typically let their partners divulge the specs. Mm-hmm. I think we'll probably get battery life. I'm sure we're going to get the launch lineup. We'll get the price. Um, and I don't think it's going less than 200 or less than 300 It has to. It's a mistake. Xbox One, like he said, Xbox One S, 299 right now, and it comes with that. But they don't want to sell it as a loss. But... And it comes with a package. But and whether they whether they want to sell it at a loss or not, they're going to be losing money. They'll sell they'll sell their initial two million shipment, and then it'll trickle out just like the way you did. So I think no, I think they're going to learn from past mistakes on this one. I really, really they do. didn't because they only made two million units. But they said <laughs> they, well, there was a news report that came out that said that they can amp, ramp up the production of the, the switch if need be, and I think they're going to have to do that, and I think they will do that. My whole thing is... I don't... Since, you're shaking your head, but I don't think they're going to get caught with their pants down this time around. Since the inception... That's what the, we've been saying since 2000... What? Three, four, five, when the friggin' original Wii launched? Since the inception of the DS, gimmicks have been Nintendo's thing. Dual screens, motion controls, extra gamepad, portable gaming on the go. It's... This as is opposed the least, to portable gaming is, wear outs... Shut up. <laughs> it's, it's the least gimmicky system I've seen come out of Nintendo in a long time. I'm not necessarily... I'm not complaining about that. If it works for them, that's fantastic. It didn't work for the Wii U, but it worked for the DS. It worked for the 3DS. It worked for the Wii. It might work for the or for the Switch. It might. Well, but as for selling it, you guys keep saying that the Xbox One S is coming out for that price point, but it's not portable. It's, it doesn't have that gimmick, and that gimmick is what they're counting on. That is what they are counting yeah, for. Yeah, but mom and dad don't pay attention to the gimmick. Right. And, and they've only known in the last decade. Right. Sony and Microsoft have ruled the roost. Right. No. I'm but, not, if it's, but if it's, you know, the same price or 25 bucks cheaper with a game, mm-hmm. Nintendo has got got this idea in their head for forever now that they have to sell consoles at profit. Like, I don't understand that. They still, even after all the beat up beating they've taken mm-hmm. in the last seven years, um, they still have tons of money in the war chest. Yeah. Why not take a 10 buck loss per console just to get them in homes, get the install base going, and then as components become cheaper, because that's how it happens, six months later, all the components to make these things will be cheaper, then they'll start getting a profit, but their library will already be growing, right. and the install base will be there to sell it. Well, if I had to guess, and again, I'm not an executive at Nintendo, but they sold the Wii U at a loss, didn't they? Mm, I think maybe to start, yeah. Right, and look how well that did. <laughs> but but, but the, that's a quality of console that, issue, not right. necessarily. Right, but not that, only that. I'm not, I'm not right. saying they're not, I'm not Plus saying that gamepad was expensive own. as fuck. Right. Not only that, but 
a lot of people didn't understand that the Wii U was a standalone console because yes. they it, there was a whole big thing when it mm -hmm, first came out yeah. that it was confusingly named and people are like, well, I mean, I've got a Wii already. Why do I need this Wii U? Mm -hmm. I can just play the games on my Wii, right? And and a large part of that falls on Nintendo shoulders squarely. The same way that they decided to make this new Nintendo 3DS, like mm -hmm. they. Naming conventions are a huge problem for them. <laughs> well, in the defense of the new Nintendo 3DS, there's only one game that requires a new Nintendo 3DS. Sure, <laughs> but if yeah. sure, but if you have that one game right. and you don't have a new Nintendo 3DS, you instead have a Nintendo, Nintendo 3DS. 3DS. Right. You, you go. Well, I just bought this new. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> this is a new Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> I just bought it. A new, a new. Like, new like I said, it smells like plastic. XL. <laughs> like I said. Confusing naming conventions. It is a huge problem for them. And the fact that they decided to go with mm. Switch instead of something that was even remotely close to something they already have already. Right. Yeah, or... or well, I mean, I, for me personally, I don't understand how those naming conventions can be so confusing. Because, I mean, look at the Nintendo... And the Super Nintendo, that's not any different than a Wii and Wii U. Did people have this confusion? Oh, uh, the, the word super, the word super uh, that can differ. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. That makes more of a difference than adding a U to it. Yes. Yeah, it does. Super yeah. implies better. U Plus, is a you, letter. U doesn't. Yeah. You means nothing to anybody. <laughs> if even if they called it Wii 2, it would have been better than Wii U. Yes, because yeah. that would imply a separate console. I'm not saying it's A not lot of people were under the impression that the Wii U was just an add-on, like, the gamepad was yeah. the Wii U. Absolutely. And they botched it from the beginning. Right. I don't think they botched it with the Switch. Yet. 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 Sure. <laughs> Fine. So it's got a... It's, it's gonna... You know, I, I will buy one. Day one, if I can find it, if $300 or less... Okay. And it comes with whatever controller is required and a packet. It's a lot for 300 bucks. What are they doing? This is the last shot they've got. They've got to swing for the fences. They no, this to. is not the last shot that okay. they have. This is not the last shot Keep they have. Keep telling yourself that Nintendo no, Even if the... I'm not Nintendo <laughs> Denier. You said earlier, look how much money they have in their war chest. Yes. They can afford for another one or two systems fail. Sure. They could do that. Keep telling yourself that. Okay, I will. And, in all likelihood, if this system flops, Nintendo will either A, go to portable only... Mm -hmm. Or B, go the Sega route. Like I've been, like I've been hoping for for like three years now. <laughs> I think it's all going to come down to this event on January twelfth. Speaking of I which, online capability, Jesus Christ! Yeah, they need Nintendo, to figure, figure, figure your e shit out. Yes, absolutely. I'm hundred percent agree with you on that. Oh, wouldn't it be funny? 100 percent. Wouldn't agree it be funny if there's no wireless card on it? <laughs> <laughs> Tra Oops! Tragic. You got to plug in a fucking USB dongle onto the yeah, side. That's Classic Nintendo. It's going to come down to January 12th. I think it's either going to get people really, really excited or people like... Eh, They'll sell their first two million. There's no doubt about that. It's it's the point after... The, if, if they can if they can get their parties on board, if they can have a steady stream of games throughout the year... And back to that point, I mean, it's already kind of pseudo been confirmed because every rumor has been pretty much true at this point that uh, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, Splatoon, in an upgraded port sort of way will be coming to the system the new mario game they're working on supposedly is nearly finished so we could sit at launch and it would be huge because not everyone is a big zelda fan but every, a lot of people are big mario fans so i, I think i get by that zelda game the zelda I game, can, that zelda zelda game zelda does look pretty nice I'm, nice I'm excited as fuck for breath of the wild but not everyone feels that way but mario is pretty damn universal when it comes to video mm -hmm. games so i think if they can have 
at least in the launch window, and if you want to have two of their biggest IPs battling against each other, I, mean, I don't know if that's good or bad. You don't think you don't think they're going to sell for three hundred or less? I, I think three hundred is going to be the minimum. I think three fifty to four. Two ninety nine is an attractive price. How is it not attractive? No, if it's it is an attractive I'm price. Saying, that's exactly. What I'm but I'm yeah. saying, I, I mean, that's that's the lowest logo. Even if it's three fifty, three forty nine, I don't think that's asking too much. It's fifty dollars less than a PS4 Pro. But can you take that anywhere you want? I mean, if you, yeah, of course you can. Can, can you, you take play it? On, it you can take it on the. No, no, no. <laughs> that's what. I'm <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll put it in my briefcase and take it with me. Yeah, because he I, takes I, his big ass Xbox I mean, One all over the place. I was gonna say, Pat is not the one to be having that conversation with. It's true. Taking consoles with Pat is just what he does. It's true. <laughs> I, well, Pat and I both. I for years I flew with a friggin' Xbox in my backpack every time I went anywhere. Yep. But it would be nice. And then another thing that's got to happen. It's got to happen. Has to, has to, has to happen. Um, Xbox, I'm sorry. Wow. Nintendo, <laughs> uh, whatever their online store is going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has You have to be able to play those games without an internet connection. Period. Yeah. End of sentence. If you need to be connected to, a, to the internet and I can't be on a plane playing Switch... Mm. And a virtual console. I don't see. I, I honestly don't see why they would do that. DRM. Well, that DRM is yeah, but that has more, more been the case with yeah. good. I I have no idea. It wasn't the case on the Wii Shop. It, it's not the case on 3 virtual console. It's not the case on 3ds. Yeah. yeah once I, you download, it's there. Nintendo. Can, if, if, they, if, if there is one thing that Nintendo has done right with the online market, <laughs> it has been not fucking people over with DRM. <laughs> good. <laughs> so Pat's taking a we'll wait and see approach. I'm excited. Mike's excited. I'm excited but cautious. Chris, uh, I I'm still waiting for any details. Right. January twelfth like, is when you're gonna get them. They they made it look super sweet in their reveal trailer. But that's what a reveal trailer is supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's and so it did its yeah. job. Well, yeah, yeah. Just like a movie trailer. Movie <laughs> trailer. Just like we hope make... the actual console does. Yes. Oh. Ooh. $300 or less. All right. Gotta 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 be under. Okay. Uh, so it's been a kind of Nintendo-centric podcast, and it's going to continue to be that way because um, so Pokemon Go, Pokemon, Pokemon Go has been out for you know, four or five months now at this point since July. Since July. Yeah, July. Um, wow, since July. Yeah, that's crazy. And I know, right? And <laughs> we've had discussions about like you know we're all really excited for Pokemon Go. I'm not sure how it's going. It's not Mitomo, at least. <laughs> um, uh, now the game's been out for a number of months, and you guys, uh, Mikey, Crisco, and Patman have been playing it a lot uh, unfortunately i have not i don't really have the capability to play it as much as i would like to um just kind of sharing a what you thought of the game what you like or dislike about the game where you want to see it go will you continue to play it as long as they keep adding new features to it and just kind of you know what do you guys think well pat was the biggest skeptic of it what do you think pat that there was a time when it <laughs> first launched nah. oh, fuck, i'm never gonna download I, that game i might miss a rough couple minutes but and, eh, other than that and then we're sitting out on the back porch and i'm fucking flicking pokeballs and shit <laughs> should i get it i'm gonna get it <laughs> <laughs> then i got it and you got it uh and then he was like pokemon go is life <laughs> yeah it, it's throwback it's it's very it felt very much to me like the the fun that i got when i first played pokemon red okay mm-hmm. Except now I got to drive to places, and what's <laughs> you neat, got a car. yeah, what's neat about it was everyone else is doing the same thing. So there's a big social aspect to it now. Mm-hmm. What as to because we want to kind of keep this short as to what I think they've screwed up. Um, no trading, still four months later, no trading, um, no PvP, still four months later, no PvP, uh, no sniff of any new Pokemon. Four months later, 
no mythical birds, no Mew. And it, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not keeping up with the news, I guess, as, as close as I need to be. But uh, the, the legendary specifically, no. However, comma, uh, data miners did find uh, information for Generation 2 Pokemon. So... Oh, uh, so no, they're, well... They're coming, or... Yeah, we're not worried about that. I, the, I'm not I'm not worried about that. I want, I want the original 151. I, I agree. And it's, it's a huge foul that there are even ones, like standard ones, that nobody's found right. yet. Right, mm-hmm. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> so, well, and reg- I, I did not agree with the regional exclusives either. Like, I can't get a Farfetch'd or a Mr. Mime. Yeah, well, you could if there was trading. Well, yeah, yeah. but there's not. Four months later. <laughs> Four months later. So, and, and Niantic has gone out of their way to seem to try and ruin their own game. <laughs> I, it, in my mind, this, is gonna, this, this Pokemon Go is going to go down in history as a cautionary tale on how to launch a game... How to sustain it, how to build a sustainable daily model for getting return visitors every day, not just the hardcore guys who are literally grinding away, <laughs> trying to get as high level as they can. Um, because I know when Chris and I finished the, the regional Pokedex at 142, we just kind of quit for a couple weeks. Yeah. So it, I haven't even hit that and I put it down for a month. Like, yeah. yeah. It seems like the initial. Honeymoon period is over, and uh, yeah, you, and would you guys agree? Or and that's, that's not to say they're not still trying. I mean, they are updating the game. They just released a uh, a daily bonus thing, um, to where you get extra dust and experience for those who know what dust is. Um, Angel dust, uh, crack. Yeah, yeah, that's what it okay. is. Um, yeah, you get you get bonuses for hitting Pokestops and catching Pokemon per day, hmm. uh, and even more when you do it seven days in a row. And that just released four months later. That sort of thing just released four months later. <laughs> um, Four months later. Mostly what they've been working on for the past four months is stability. <laughs> like, is it still buggy? No, not so much. But, I mean, every now and then my game will just crash. Huh. And I'll have to restart it. Lovely. Um, they change fonts every month. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they change fonts more often than they change Which anything I, else. I honestly think that's just a running joke from their very first update. Because the tracker went down. And everyone was just like, oh, man, the tracker's down. They'll fix it in the next update. Update came and went. Minor text on, fixes. On the notes, all it said was minor text fixes. <laughs> Everybody was pissed. But they but they put that in every update since then. Minor text no, fixes. No, 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 no. One was minor bot fixes. Oh, no, yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is I think they changed the font every update for that reason. It's awesome. just a running joke. Awesome. Which I actually give them credit for. They can laugh at themselves like that. But <laughs> They can laugh at themselves as soon as they finish fixing their shit. Yeah, no, there is still a lot wrong with the game. There is still no dedicated tracker. Mm. Um... There is still no, like like Pat said, no trading, no PvP. Uh, the best we can do about fighting is going to gyms. Um, and they just tweak that again to make it harder to level up your own gym, but easier to take down your opponents. So, uh, they, so it's They sort of needed to shift one of them in that direction. But, but they not did. the other, yeah. yeah. Do you think Niantic themselves were not prepared for yeah, just yes, the amount exactly. of... Yeah, okay. And I don't I mean, I don't know a lot about Niantic. I know they had the, their previous game was... Um, Ingress. Ingress. Ingress, yeah, which, which is I mean, similar... It's, it's a, Ingress is a successful game, but it's more of a, a niche successful game. Like, there sure. are a few thousand, maybe, who play it, but spread you, out, but Pokemon was just yeah, you attach that so to it. much more. And I get yeah. it. I mean, Pe- Pokemon, 20 years later, still going strong, mm-hmm. crazily. Um, I've got a little... There's a little spot near my house... Um, that's like a circle of Pokestops. There's like eight of them there. Oh, wow. The very first night, which is also right next to a police station, the very first night, the police kept ru- driving around that street or that <laughs> circle because there were just so many people there, and they had no clue why. There was just, just a ton of people, of all ages, too, anywhere from 18 to 40. <laughs> like, 
gang activity. They didn't know. They genuinely <laughs> didn't know. <laughs> the for some warrior-style fucking Which, I mean, socially, I think it's a fantastic thing. Um, you know, oh, there's so many stories that came out about. Oh yeah, especially when I first when I first started playing, I was walking around that circle and I saw other people, and we just we started. I, I, I'm a gamer. I don't do that. You know, I sit in my room and I play my <laughs> in video the dark games by yourself, away, away from actual human interaction. <laughs> but this brought that out, and I think that's a really good thing. That has lessened, and I mean, and that's going to happen with games too. Every games have their ups and downs, you know. Sure. But overall, I think they can make it better if they just do it right, and that's okay. really what it comes down to. They All just right. got to do it right. <laughs> Crisco? Um, well, overall, I really enjoy the game, and uh, like Pat said, I've I've become a lot less invested in it lately just because there's really not shit for you to do when you hit endgame. Uh, I mean, I still catch whatever shows up around the house and tag Pokestops and stuff, and I'm slowly gaining experience still, but I just don't have a whole lot of motivation to continue playing because... I can't go out and fight people. I can't go to any legendary events because they just don't exist. <laughs> I can't go find the remaining Pokemon because I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars on plane tickets to fly <laughs> to Asia, Japan, Australia. Um, I mean, it, there's just so little to do near the end. And really, even that wouldn't be such a big problem if Niantic wasn't so clearly focusing their efforts on shooting themselves in the foot constantly. <laughs> Uh, rather than fixing their own tracker and like, removing the need or desire for other people to use external trackers that scrape data from the servers, which, granted, completely against the terms of service, fine. Let's get that out of the way now. <laughs> no, not okay. But it wouldn't even be an issue were they to simply fix their own. These things didn't just explode in popularity just because people are lazy. They exploded <laughs> in popularity because Niantic shit up their tracker in the first place. I mean, they've they've continually screwed with gems. They've changed them probably a dozen times by now because they can't figure out how to balance a system so simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's really little simple things that they just have a freaking AK pointed at their foot and <laughs> are holding the trigger and reloading as quickly as they can manage because I, I just can't understand the logic behind their moves. So would you you'd be in favor for maybe fewer updates but more competent uh, end user experience? I don't know that those are one in the or, one or the other. <laughs> well, <laughs> they <should be> both. <laughs> and I mean, even if it were. No shit, fewer actual software updates and just more communicating with players updates. That's another problem they collecting, have. They don't talk to anybody. Collecting mm-hmm. feedback from their player base and actually incorporating that. Because if you have a million people telling you your game sucks constantly and you're just going, oh, well, then we'll change this. <laughs> and, and taking nothing from that feedback beyond our game sucks. You're, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, just because a lot of people say XYZ sucks, that doesn't mean it necessarily does. But you can listen to the crowd and sort of call the majority problems and start quashing those rather than just doing whatever the hell you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's been Niantic's MO. They're, they just kind of ignore everything that goes on in their player base and do whatever they want. 
Track, tracker's got to come back, yep. obviously. Trading has to be implemented, obviously, and then some sort of PvP. Are you listening to Antic? Even no, if it's, you're e- not? Okay. I don't, even if it's just... <laughs> like, the trading thing, too, a lot of people are worried that tra- trading will bring market, which means people will be making profit off of Pokemon trading. But I have personally have no problem with just making, like, an NFC trading thing. Like, oh, you've got a Farfetch'd? What do you want for it? You know, and we're right here talking, you know, instead of making it a big online. Then, like, the, the, the quote, standard Pokemon games have, do have an online thing, and even they have some corruption in them, but there are ways around it. I don't well, think counter- that... Sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, counterpoint, there's already a market. People are running bots, mm-hmm. making accounts, level 30, 35, whatever... Full Pokedex, full this, full that, you know, like, just, and just telling them. Mm-hmm. What exactly do they think trading is going to, to change? To break worse <laughs> right. in that environment. <laughs> Plus, with then, I mean, NFC trading, I think, is a good idea, but it also gives people opportunity to, to lure people uh, into precarious situations. And we've already kind of seen that it. Are, that already we've happened, already seen yeah. it, you know, <laughs> oh, I got this, this Pokestop down by my house, and then they're robbed at gunpoint, so... Uh, but that wouldn't really change anything. I wouldn't. <laughs> Does Aaron uh, have anything else to say about Pokemon Go? Not really. You should make Pokemon go to the polls. Poke what? What? Something that Hillary Clinton said. She oh, said good. Pokemon Go yes. to the polls. Yes, yes she, she did. did. Oh, I missed that. That's why she's not president. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> mm. That amongst many, many, many other weird reasons. Although I did see there's a, a store that sells lots of things for like $5 a piece. And there's chargers there, and they had a sign that was very clearly a Pokeball. It said, like, portable batteries on the go. <laughs> <laughs> that like, even makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm glad you do. <laughs> we are, I think, at the end of our podcast here tonight. Yeah, a little bit longer, but a little longer. Catch up on. A little yeah. longer, but yeah, we, we had, you know, for our first one back, you know, it was bound to happen. We yeah. also sort of got way too into Titanfall. Yeah, we yeah, did. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut the fat, so anything Mike said, we'll just get rid of. Oh, <laughs> so, it's, so it's just Chris going to be responding to questions? Yeah, that's okay. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it, it just, it just me drawling by myself. <laughs> so in the first Titanfall, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm drawling, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so, yeah, um, of course. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing a couple, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, uh, so we end the podcast in pretty much the same way every single time. I usually say it, but does anyone else want to say it? No, it's all you. no, all me. We we love you, and we want you to. Okay, do it. I'm, I'm, I'll never ask the question again. If I'm here, I'll just do it. I'll okay. just do it. And what what that thing is is I say, and remember, kids, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this podcast with you. High five! High five! What? You were going to say something, Chris? You look, like you're, you look like you're going to have a seizure. Yeah, that's I'm, what I was going to say. Ow. You were right there, okay? Like, you look like you were having a stroke ow. or something. I'm just stroking out. I'm oh, stroking yeah. out. <laughs> oh. <laughs>